Hello, everyone. My name is Sam, and I'm delighted to be your host for tonight for this virtual town hall. Tonight, I am joined by the Minister of Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development, Brian Jean, Minister of Skilled Trades and Professions, Casey Madu, Minister of Trade, Immigration, and Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani, and Minister of Advanced Education, Dimitrios Nikolaides. Before we hear from our speakers, let me start by explaining how a telephone town hall works. Right now, Albertans are answering their phones and connecting to this discussion. We will hear from the minister shortly. After that, it will be your turn. You will have a chance to ask your questions and share your thoughts about creating jobs in Alberta and growing the economy. You can get in line to ask a question at any time by pressing star three on your phone keypad. You'll then be put through to an operator who will take down your question and put you in line. Here are a few things to keep in mind when you raise your hand to ask a question. When you press star three to ask your question, you'll be routed to an operator who will ask to provide your name and community and who you're directing your question towards. Please try to keep your questions as brief as possible. There are lots of people on the line and we want to try and get to as many of your questions as we can. If you don't feel comfortable asking your question live, you can tell the operator that you'd like to have your question read out. Again, my name is Sam, and I'm excited to be your moderator for this virtual town hall meeting with ministers Jean, Madhu, Sani, and Nicolaides. I'm here to keep this conversation moving smoothly and to make sure we get to hear your opinions and have as much discussion as possible. Before we start getting to your questions, I would like to invite our speakers to say a few words. I'll first invite Minister Jean to give some opening remarks. Thank you so much. Good evening and hello to everyone on the line. I appreciate you joining us for this telephone town hall. My name is Brian Jean. I'm the Minister of Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development. I'm so pleased to be here with you tonight and with my honorable colleagues. Deputy Premier and Minister of Skilled Trades and Professions, Casey Madhu. Minister of Trade, Immigration, and Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani. And Minister of Advanced Education, Dimitrios Nikolaitis. We look forward to hearing about the issues that are very important to you and to answering any questions you have. As the March jobs numbers show, the renewed Alberta advantage is propelling our economy to even greater heights. Almost 2 million Albertans enjoy full-time employment and jobs for the first time ever. The highest average weekly wages in Alberta right now in the entire country, $80 more per week than the Canadian average. Almost 40% of Canada's job growth with 12% of Canada's population. It's staggering. And unlike the NDP, this growth comes from sustainable private sector jobs growth, not increased government bureaucracy. All this with an increasingly diversified economy. And most importantly, you get to keep more of what you make as Alberta's taxes are $20 billion less than the next closest province. This is what responsible economic management looks like. And budget 2023 is continuing us down that path. Growing the economy is a key focus of budget 2023, more jobs, more quality education, and of course, continued diversification. In addition, we're seeing record investments in healthcare, addictions recovery, and public safety to ensure the services that you rely on are available for you and your family when they're needed. My ministry is investing almost $700 million in Alberta at work to ensure all Albertans have the skills they need to find and succeed in their dream jobs for their dream life. This funding is supporting increased post-secondary enrollment with 10,000 new seats over the next three years in priority programs such as technology, agriculture, financial services, aviation, and others. 
8,300 Albertans will benefit from the $20 million training support through the Canada-Alberta Job Grant. With about 98,000 jobs available in Alberta, once again, Alberta is calling to help fill skilled trades, technology, healthcare, accounting, hospitality, and tourism jobs we're looking right across the country. On the heels of the phenomenal success of The Last of Us, Budget 2023 is investing $335 million, an additional $100 million in the film and television tax credit. Alberta is now the destination of choice for large-scale film productions. We are seeing benefits throughout the province in tourism, studio infrastructure, and a further diversified economy, which benefits all Albertans. Alberta benefits $4 for every dollar invested and $361 million went directly to rural economies. In fact, more than 30% of approved productions will be or have been filmed in rural Alberta. I'm proud to be part of a government that recognizes that rural Alberta is the backbone of our economy. We are funding important economic development programming across the province with $9 million over the next three years being allocated to the Northern and Regional Economic Development, or NRED program. This program provides Alberta municipalities, Indigenous communities, and nonprofit organizations with projects that promote regional economic growth and diversification. And we are providing an additional $125,000 annually over the next three years to each of the province's nine regional economic development alliances. Nobody knows the local economy like local organizations, and the RITAs support the projects, marketing, and labor attraction that the area needs, that Albertans need. Budget 2023 makes the right investments in the economy while ensuring that the supports you rely on are available. The renewed Alberta advantage is once again establishing our province, the province we love, as the driving force behind Canada's economy, the province that we are all proud to call home. Thank you for your time. Thank you for those opening comments, Minister Jean. I'll now pass it over to Minister Madhu to give some brief opening comments. Thank you so much, colleagues. I am very pleased to join you tonight for this town hall. As you may know, I have the honor to serve Albertans as the Minister of Skilled Trade and Professions. My ministry delivers programs and services to ensure that Alberta remains a destination of choice for skilled professionals and that our province remains a leader in apprenticeship and trade education. I want to take a minute to tell you about some of the highlights of, the year, of this year's budget for skilled trade and professions. When Finance Minister Travis State delivered budget 2023 in late February, he demonstrated that Alberta's economy is on a roll. He also spoke about the importance of investments that would secure Alberta's economic future. Right now, our province is in a place of enormous opportunity and one that has a significant need for skilled labor. The 23-24 budget for skilled trades and professions increases support for apprenticeship or on-the-job learning programs to nearly $69 million, which is a 7% increase over last year. This year's budget also increases the amount of funding to support adult learners by 14% to $40 million. We also see an increase this year to foundational learning programs, which are 
for Albertan speaking English as a second language training, academic and skills upgrading and occupational skills training. These programs will see a 7% increase this year to $102 million. Organizations that promote apprenticeships and help students gain critical on-the-job experience will receive $36.3 million in direct support under this year's budget. And there will be $1.1 million in new funding to support English language support to help newcomers from Ukraine. This year's budget will help us continue to lead the country and remain competitive in the global economy while building our talent pipeline throughout Alberta. Budget 23 provides a funding boost of $15 million over three years to the apprenticeship learning grants. These grants are important for post-secondary institutions throughout Alberta that deliver classroom instruction to complement on-the-job training. The investment will fund new student opportunities in institutions based on their demand and on industry workforce data for skilled trades. In December, I was pleased to announce additional support of more than $340,000 for Northwestern Polytechnic in Grand Prairie and Fairview. That is increasing 80 new seats in eight high demand apprenticeship programs. These programs are training students for a variety of careers, including heavy equipment technicians, industrial mechanics, automotive, automotive service technicians, and electricians. One of the priorities of my ministry, and which is strongly reinforced in Budget 23, is the promotion of the skilled trades amongst young people, women, and indigenous people, with a focus on individuals and groups who have not traditionally thought about the trades as an occupation. It's a win-win for people looking for a meaningful and well-paying career and for employers who have more and more opportunities that require skilled labor. Budget 23 will maintain an increase in funding for three long-standing partner organizations that empower Albertans to build rewarding, rewarding careers in the skilled trade, women building features, careers the next generation, and Skills Canada Alberta. Over the next three years, we are investing $41 million in these organizations as they collectively offer Albertans opportunities for well-paying, high-demand work while providing employers with access to crucial talent. We are also making progress on improvement to labor mobility. Just this month, we proclaimed the Labor Mobility Act, which is already improving the process around recognizing credentials that newcomers have earned elsewhere in Canada. And our government is also making strides on recognizing newcomers' foreign credentials in a timely fashion to help grow and diversify Alberta's economy. Through the Fair Registration Practices Act and the Fairness for Newcomers Office, we are helping to ensure that registration practices for regulated professions and trades are transparent, objective, impartial, and procedurally fair. It is important. It is an important part of our goal to make sure that the men and women who arrive here with skills and credentials earned in other provinces and other countries can put them to work right here in Alberta as soon as possible. And we look forward to scale trade and professional 23 budget, support a robust, effective, and competitive workforce, and an adult learning system that provides high quality education skills and training for Alberta's future.
I am excited to see the positive impact for the 23 and to lead the exciting work ahead. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you, Minister Madhu, for those opening comments. And for those of you just joining us, my name is Sam, and I'm here with Ministers Jean, Madhu, Sani, and Nicolaides. And a reminder to all those to hit star three to ask a question. Now we'll go over to Minister Sani for some opening remarks. Thank you, and hello. Good evening to everyone who's joining this call this evening to discuss Budget 2023. I'm Rajan Sani, the Minister of Trade, Immigration, and Multiculturalism, or TIM as we call it for short, and I'm delighted to be able to share some messages with all of you this evening. Now, when Premier Daniel Smith appointed me as the Minister of TIM, she gave me a mandate letter that clearly outlined where she wanted me and my ministry to concentrate our efforts. Her general direction was to work towards enhancing Alberta's trade infrastructure, trade agreements, and trade corridors. Her specific directions included ensuring Alberta is seen as a top destination for investments into Canada, working with the federal government to significantly expand the number of immigrants accepted under the provincial nominee program, and we have some good news on that front, Developing new pathways for Alberta companies to directly recruit workers with key skills in technology, agriculture, construction, healthcare, and other areas of labor shortage. This work was to be done in partnership with other ministries, including jobs, economy, and northern development, skilled trades and professions, advanced education, and health, and several of my minister colleagues are obviously on the line this evening. I'm pleased to be able to tell you that we have made significant progress in those areas, and I would like to give you some examples of what we have achieved. Now, we all know that economic growth and job creation go hand in hand. One of Tim's key priorities is attracting high-value job-creating investments to Alberta from around the globe. Budget 2023 commits $45 million over three years to attract job-creating companies and investment to Alberta via the Investment and Growth Fund, also known as the IGF. IGF is one of the first deal-closing investment attraction programs in Canada. Since its launch in fall of 2021, IGF grants have helped create over 700 permanent jobs and 2,000 temporary ones and over $1 billion in capital spending. To date, for every $1 million in IGF funding awarded, over $64 million is spent in this province. IGF is modeled on the other successful investment attraction programs, but tailored to meet Alberta's unique needs. Another tool that we are using to attract investment to Alberta is the Invest Alberta Corporation, or IAC, or Invest Alberta, as it's more commonly known. Invest Alberta was established as a government agency in 2020. Budget 2023 allocates $17.3 million in 2023-24 to support Invest Alberta's operations and strategic mandate. This funding will help Invest Alberta to pursue high-quality investment opportunities for Alberta and promote it as the best place to invest, work, and live. After only two years, Invest Alberta is seeing strong results, including helping investors outside of Alberta commit to injecting over $20 billion into Alberta's economy. That is significant. Another of Tim's programs that is worth noting is our Alberta Export Expansion Program, or EAP. Budget 2023 will invest $3 million over three years into this program, 
And EAP's role is to provide export-ready Alberta companies and non-profit organizations with funding to explore new international markets, meet buyers, or bring buyers to Alberta to help get their products to new markets. Investment in Alberta helps grow our economy and create jobs, and we have been creating jobs. While we added almost 62,000 new jobs in December of 2022 and January of this year, in spite of that job creation, we still need to fill our key labor shortages. And right now, we have about 100,000 vacancies, and we're forecasting a shortage of almost 33,000 workers by 2025 across a number of occupations, skill levels, and sectors. And Alberta must attract more skilled workers. And that is where our immigration efforts come in. One of the main tools for our economic immigration programs, such as the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program, or AAIP, is to create new policy, policies to encourage people from around the globe to come to Alberta. The AAIP provides pathways for employers to retain workers with the skills they need in key sectors, and I've mentioned these before, but I'll mention them again. They include healthcare, construction, technology, agriculture, tourism, and hospitality. Budget 2023 includes $21 million over three years to expand AAIP's ability to accept an increase in eligible applicants. And I've mentioned this earlier, we have successfully lobbied the federal government to increase the number of immigrants allocated to Alberta. This is great news. In 2023, Alberta was granted a 50% increase from its 2022 allocation to almost 10,000. And we will get another increase in 2024 to over 10,000 and in 2025 to sh just shy of 11,000. While attraction is an important part of our labor strategy, so is helping newcomers after they've arrived. To help newcomers successfully settle and integrate, Tim funds organizations that deliver settlement and language programs. Budget 2023 will commit $50.3 million over three years for settlement and integration initiatives, international qualification recognition support, and responses to emerging issues and newcomer needs. Now, finally, we're to the third leg of this portfolio, which is multiculturalism. As we continue to draw people from across the world, it's critical that we promote the benefit and value of multiculturalism and diversity. Diversity is a key strength, which is why Budget 2023 allocates $8 million over three years to support more effective engagement with ethnocultural communities. This funding will help organizations promote cross-cultural knowledge and understanding, celebrate and support cultural diversity, address racism, and help build even more inclusive communities. So thank you everybody for joining this evening. I will now conclude my remarks by handing it back to our moderator. Thank you. Thank you for that, Minister Sawney. And a reminder to anyone just joining us, my name is Sam and I'm here with Ministers Jean, Madhu, Sawney, and Nicolaides. And a reminder to those on the line to please hit star three to ask your question. Now I'll hand it over to Minister Nicolaides to give some opening remarks. Sure, thanks so much, Sam. Uh, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and for listening. And um, uh, I look forward to uh, hearing some of your comments uh, and of course, uh, answering any questions that you may have uh, about the post-secondary education and, and uh, the Alberta economy. Um, from uh, the advanced education standpoint, 
one of the uh, main things that we're working on in advanced education is to make sure that we're graduating uh, enough individuals uh, for key sectors of our economy that, that are growing very quickly. In fact, in uh, Budget 2023, we've set aside $189 million over three years to expand spaces in some of our most in-demand programs. We began this in Budget 2022 as well, and uh, collectively with what we're doing in Budget 2023, uh, we estimate that we'll be able to create around 13,000 new spaces in some of the most uh, in-demand programs at our uh, universities and uh, colleges. Uh, advanced education is also uh, working to ensure that uh, the uh, needs of our economy and of our priority sectors uh, is, is met and addressed. Um, in addition, one of the areas where we recognize we need to uh, undertake additional work to increase uh, uh, graduates is in our healthcare sector. In, in budget 2023, we're allocating 72 million to expand spaces in healthcare-related programs. And in addition, that also includes investments to make it easier for internationally educated nurses and doctors to, um, to, to come to Alberta and to uh, translate their credentials to Alberta equivalency um, at, at a faster rate. Uh, we're also investing 30 million to expand seats in nursing and healthcare aids and in paramedicine. And we're also investing 20 million at our medical schools, that's at the U of A and the U of C, to increase the number of doctors that uh, both these incredible institutions are able to, uh, to uh, generate. Uh, and, uh, and, and furthermore, we are of course, uh, working to support our post-secondary institutions because they play such an important role in helping Albertans uh, have the skills and competencies that they need to succeed in a highly competitive economy and workforce. So uh, thank you again for dialing in today. I'm really excited to get to your questions. And uh, I know my colleagues and I will uh, do our very best to answer them. Thank you, Ministers Jean, Madhu, Sani, and Nicolaides. For those of you just joining us, my name is Sam, and I'm your host for this evening's town hall meeting. Joining me today is the Minister of Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Brian Jean, Minister of Skilled Trades and Professions, Casey Mundu, Minister of Trade, Immigration, Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani, and Minister of Advanced Education, Dimitrios Nikolaitis. Tonight, we're talking about creating jobs in Alberta and growing the economy. If you have a question for any of the speakers, press star three on your phone now to enter the queue. Now, let's get to our first caller of the night. Here we have a question from Nick from Athabasca for Minister Jean and perhaps Minister Nicolaides as well. The question is, lots of Alberta businesses are struggling to find qualified workers. What are you doing for businesses who have jobs but can't find workers? What an exciting time in Alberta when we don't have enough people to fill the jobs we have. That means that not only do we have to keep the momentum going to make sure that net migration numbers to Alberta are record levels like they are, to make sure that we have venture capital investments that are at record levels and people want to move to Alberta because it provides them more of what they want and they get to keep more of their money in their pockets. So what we have as a government done is we continue to deliver training support programs to help Albertans adapt to changing times and to gain the skills that they need today and tomorrow because we recognize that we have to diversify our economy 
that the economy is growing with these changes in intermigration, and we need to be adaptable. But we need to make sure that Albertans get the jobs they want. That's why we're ensuring that they have the education, that they have the new skills, and they're able to grow their careers right here at home in Alberta. This includes an investment of $59 million over four years to support skill training programs to help more Albertans who are unemployed or marginally employed to get better jobs. It also means right now that we have huge investments just in the 2023-24 budget. Training for work, $33 million. Making sure we train more Albertans. Canada Alberta Job Grant, $26.9 million, which includes $6 million in funding from Alberta at work, and that's to keep more people employed and to train more people. First Nations and Aboriginal Training for Employment, $5.8 million. Workforce Partnership Grants, $4 million. And Income Support for Learners, $3.7 million. We believe there's a lot of Albertans right now that are not working to the potential they want to be, and we want to offer them more opportunities to do that. So we're finding many different ways to support Albertans and to support newcomers, and approximately 19,000 Albertans are working in positions approved under the Alberta Jobs Now program. This encourages employers to hire and to train employees into jobs in the private and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for the, the question. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll supplement that a little bit. Uh, Demetrius Nikolaitis here, Minister of Advanced Education. Uh, yeah, I, I think as Minister Jean mentioned, I, I think um, uh, you know, it, it, uh, a good problem to have where we're, where we're looking to, to recruit and retain more individuals and, and have a highly competitive uh, economy and workforce. And, and I think advanced education plays, plays a role in this. And one of the things that we've done in advanced education, we've looked at uh, forecasts regarding uh, uh, worker shortages. And we've seen that there are a number of professions where we anticipate to, to see shortages. We're, we're seeing some of that now and where we will continue to see shortages. Some of those areas are in aviation, tech, um, uh, uh, construction, healthcare, and, and other areas. So we've used that data and taken that and um, uh, uh, provided funding to our universities and colleges to create more spaces in those exact programs uh, so that we can uh, uh, encourage more Albertans to uh, pursue studies in those programs, graduate more individuals, and, and help to address those, uh, those shortages. Thank you for those answers. And again, I just want to remind all of our callers on the line to please hit star three on your phone now to enter the question queue. And next here, we have a question from Chris who has asked me to read out their question. This question here is from Minister Sani. How are you helping companies fill labor gaps? Thank you. Well, that's a very important question because this concept of a, of a labor shortage is very real and it is a global phenomena as well. So Alberta is certain, certainly competing with um, other international jurisdictions for skilled labor. And the government of Alberta has many tools at our disposal to try to fill these labor needs. But uh, what I'm working on in particular in my ministry is uh, through the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program. Now, in my opening comments, I did mention that we have some good news because we have received an increase in our nomination certificates, quite a significant in increase, actually, and I'll have to thank my colleague, Minister Madhu, for his effective lobbying. He was able to do that lobbying, and I was able to just pick it up and go with it. But we do have um, a significant increase in, in these numbers, which means we can accept more express entry um, applications from across the world. 
I've also made some uh, very specific changes to the streams in the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program. And the last one that I announced, which is quite exciting, is to create a direct pathway for healthcare workers. This is important because we know we have a huge shortage in, in healthcare workers, but we have a new stream that will allow qualified healthcare workers across the globe to apply through the express entry system, and then we can issue a nomination certificate. I've also made some changes to the uh, uh, Rural Renewal Program, which is going to allow communities to more easily um, become designated communities. And the Rural Entrepreneur Program is another program that we have. I've made some changes in that particular program to um, allow the investment levels to be a little bit lower than what they were before, uh, just to make it more competitive with other jurisdictions. So there's a lot more to say on the immigration file, but it is a significant tool that we can use to address key labor shortages in um, our key labor market sectors. And I know, uh, I think Minister Jean has some comments he might want to add to that. Well, it's, it's so exciting to see all of the sectors of Alberta's economy almost grow at record levels. We've we've had capital investment, which I mentioned earlier, up significantly. Venture capital at a record level for three years in a row. And of course, our manufacturing sales and retail sales at, at records, ten almost $10 billion and $9 billion respectively. Wholesale sales, um, I'm seeing so many people open up businesses right across Alberta, even in the restaurant business which of course took a hard hit during COVID. We're seeing incorporated businesses in Alberta up uh, to the highest level since January, 2011, 25% higher than when the NDP were in power, their very best year. So all of these things indicate that we've got a very strong, robust and diversified economy. We're not stopping there. We're looking at more opportunities, but I would encourage people to go on alberta.ca and find the opportunity that best matches with what they want to do for their Alberta dream. Thank you, ministers. On the line now, we have Ariana from Wainwright. Ariana, you are live, so please go ahead with your question. Hi, um, my question is regarding the post-secondary um, initiative for increasing spaces in healthcare and whatnot. Um, and my question is whether or not this is targeted towards specifically nurses, doctors, and health aides, or if you're including all other healthcare, such as our medical laboratory techs and radiologists, who are also quite short and a significant backbone in the healthcare system. Uh, th yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, we are, we are uh, looking at um, healthcare-related programs uh, broadly in the, in the broad scope, of, of course, uh, targeting some of those areas that I mentioned. You know, there's some targeted funds going specifically for, uh, uh, to the University of Alberta and the University of Calgary to train more doctors and, uh, and funding to, to help train more nurses, but, but other professions in healthcare-related uh, areas are also being expanded in you know, paramedicine, healthcare aides, um, and other areas. So we are looking at it through a broad lens with respect to expanding healthcare workforce capacity um, as a whole. And Ariana, if I can say it's Brian Jean here, we're going to train and recruit. We have a program called Alberta is Calling and Alberta is Calling right now, right across uh, many sectors in Canada that are, have high unemployment, including Southwestern Ontario, Toronto, Vancouver with high home prices, even Atlanta, Canada. And what we're looking for is healthcare professionals that want to relocate to Alberta. 
but we're not going to stop there. In the next round in September, what we're going to do, if given the opportunity, we're going to go to the world and find those opportunities for Albertans uh, to come here to Alberta. Um, we want to make sure that the world understands that we need healthcare professionals, we need technicians, we need nurses, we need many different opportunities for our future. And myself and Minister Raj Ansani are doing as much as we can to design a program and to make sure that we fulfill the mandate as required by the people of Alberta as we go forward and we don't have enough people in Alberta to take the jobs that we need filled. So we are doing that and Alberta's calling, it's very busy. Um, making sure that the people recognize that Alberta is the place to be. Thank you for that great question, Ariana. Now we're going to go back to the line. We have Christine from Red Deer. Christine, you are live, so please go ahead with your question. Uh, thank you. Uh, what specifically is, is this government doing to lower post-secondary tuition costs and help these young um, people with their extremely high student loans? Uh, hi, Christine. Uh, Dimitri Nikolaitis here. Uh, thank you for the very important question. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I think we're we all are experiencing, and we all see that there is a uh, um, a cost of living crisis, uh, and and of course we're all seeing that, and we're all experiencing that, and um, the same goes for our students, and uh, they're 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 seeing um, increased uh, increased fees and increased costs. So. Uh, we are uh, we are doing a number of things to help our post-secondary students get through these very difficult times. And maybe just qu a, a quick pause there because it I'm uh, it makes me very happy to know that um, because the government of Alberta has been uh, prudent and responsible managers of, of taxpayer dollars that we're in a healthy position whereby we can provide over 2.8 billion dollars in inflation relief to Albertans. Uh, including our post-secondary students. So one of the things that we're doing is uh, we have just passed a new law that caps and limits tuition increases to 2%. Uh, so that will give students the most predictability and stability in tuition pricing that has ever existed in Alberta. So we, we want to make sure students have that clarity, families have that clarity. So that law has just been passed in the last uh, few weeks and uh, uh, tuition increases will be limited to 2% uh, year over year. In addition, you, you mentioned student loans there. Uh, we have uh, reduced the interest rate on student loans as well, uh, because of course, you know, the, the Bank of Canada continues to hike up interest rates and, uh, and, and those interest rates affect student loan borrowers as well. So, so we have reduced uh, the provincial component of that interest rate and in addition, students used to have six months of an interest-free grace period after graduation where they had that six months. They didn't have to worry about paying back their student loans for six months so that they can you know, find a job and get on their feet. We've extended that to 12 months. And we are now one of only two provinces in the entire country that offers students 12 months worth of a grace period before they have to begin to repay their, their student loans. Um, we've also increased funding to bursaries, awards, and other forms of, of student financial um, assistance. Um, the budget 2023 includes a 15% increase in student um, uh, grants and awards from, from last budget. So um, there's a few pieces here, uh, and uh, hopefully that can help ease 
some of the burden that our post-secondary students are facing due to the, uh, the cost of living challenges that we all see. Thank you for that question, Christine. And again, I just wanna remind anyone who's just joining us, my name is Sam and I'm here with ministers Jean, Sonny, Madhu and Nicolaides. And if you have a question, please press star three on your phone now to enter the queue. Um, we'll go to our next question here, uh, which will be from Linda from Edmonton, who has asked me to read out her question here. It is towards Minister Jean, and I believe Minister Madhu might be able to add to this question as well. How do we access training programs for education? Well, the best thing to do is to become informed, go on to alberta.ca and, and search up that job opportunity that you think might apply for you. There is opportunities with all the local learning groups that you have, whether it be university or college. Uh, right now, there are some opportunities coming up in aviation through the Alberta government and some of our partners. And, and uh, to access that, go on and, and Google aviation and find out what's happening, for instance. Uh, but, uh, Minister? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Demetrius Nicolaides here, Minister of Advanced Education. Um, yeah, I would start by, uh, if you're looking at training opportunities, I think the question was, um, Linda, training opportunities for education. Um, and and um, I think the note said that you're in Edmonton there. I, you know, ha uh, have a look at uh, the information that's provided. You have some really incredible and, uh, uh, and globally ranked post-secondary institutions in, in Edmonton. Of course, uh, uh, Norquist College, McEwen University, University of Alberta, um, Concordia University, and, and, and so many others that are, are great places to start. And uh, I think uh, that if you uh, get in touch with those specific institutions, you can look at some of the available programs that they have, uh, because of course there's a variety of different ways that you can be involved in, in education. And uh, many of those institutions have a range of different education related programs. Uh, so um, my, my best advice would be to, to start there and um, don't, don't hesitate though to, to reach out if you're not able to find the information or, or running into some roadblocks, just uh, uh, give me a shout and I'd be, be happy to help further. And, and if I may, I think uh, Minister Nicolaides have covered that question very well, but in the context of skilled trade, if you are looking uh, to pursue an education in skilled trade or apprenticeship program, we have 11 post-secondary institutions in Alberta. We have expanded uh, funding for tuition uh, for seats in those institutions. And a quick call uh, to those institutions, they usually have a student liaison office uh, that deals with um, a, a potential uh, uh, students. So give them a call and, and they should be very happy to, to, uh, to help. There is also a website that you can access. We respect again, scale trading. It is, it is called tradesecrets.alberta.ca, and that will provide you with the listing of many of the programs that the, the government of Alberta, in partnership with our, our post-secondary institutions in the skilled trade, provided to potential students looking to explore skilled trades. Thank you. Thank you, ministers. On the line now, looks like we have Jack from Sherwood Park who has a question for all of you. Jack, you are now live. Please go ahead and ask your question. Well, uh, as I said earlier, uh, it's more of a, a question about numbers and 
earlier, everything was numbers. And uh, I know it costs a lot of money to run the province, and I know it costs a lot of money to put a lot of programs in place. But I would rather hear about what some of the programs are going to do uh, and how they're going to do it rather than uh, we just spent $90 million on this program I want to know what the program was and what it's going to do. Uh, just uh, more along that line, I guess for uh, a person that's not into all the numbers, and I guess I'm like Justin Trudeau, I don't need to balance a budget, but you you do, but I'd like to know what it's going to do, if that's a good question. No, that's a great question, Jack, and we'll go to Minister Nicolaides here first. Sure, Jack. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. I love the question. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that's a well-placed question. What is it actually going to do? What is it actually going to deliver? What are the results? Uh, you know, I, I, great question. And I think um, I bet there's many other callers that are asking the same question. Um, from, from an advanced education standpoint, uh, you know, as I mentioned, one of the main things that we're focused on is, is creating additional spaces. So that's something that we can we can measure. That's something that we can um, we, we can examine very carefully and we have the specifics. So with some of the, the investments that we've been making over the past couple of years, and, and, I, and I won't give you the rehash all of the big numbers there, but um, with some of the investments that we're making, we are on track to create over 13,000 new spaces in some of the most in-demand programs that's placed, you know, like healthcare related programs, construction, engineering, aviation and other areas where there's a lot of demand. So we'll be able to create 13,000 new spaces for young Albertans so that they can get into a high quality post-secondary program right here in our province. And of course, we work with our universities and colleges to make sure that you know, that exact number or those approximate numbers are being created and, uh, and, and we're getting those, those new students admitted into the programs. Uh, and I'll let, let my other colleagues jump in here. I think um, Minister Madhu wanted to, he's waving at me. I think he wanted to jump in. No, uh, thank you so much, Minister. Uh, you know, that is a great question. You know, uh, and I'm gonna speak from the broader government perspective and indeed from my perspective as a Minister of Skilled Trade and Professions. You know, there's no question, government invests billions of dollars in making sure uh, that we, we build the strongest economy in the country, that we provide assistance to uh, our fellow Albertans who are going through hard times, that we take care of the most vulnerable in our society. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our Albertans enjoy a very high quality of life, able to live their, uh, their lives in, in good health, uh, that opportunities that are there uh, for them, that they're able to uh, seize those opportunities to build a better future for themselves and their families. Uh, we know with respect to the work that I do as a Minister of Skilled Trade and Professions. You know, um, we hear from employers all the time that there is great need for skilled workers. And we want to make sure that Alberta employers, Alberta businesses have the skills that they need to continue to grow their businesses, to continue to make sure that our economy is strong, to continue to make sure that we lead this country in job growth, in opportunities, 
And so that is what we are focused on. You know, this is a place where it doesn't matter where you come from. You can come here and build success. And we want to make sure that the programs and services and the policies are there. You know, I'll give you an example with our proclamation of the, of the Labor Mobility Act. We do see a lot of, you know, uh, professionals who walk in BC, who walk in, in Ontario or in Saskatchewan wanting to come to Alberta. But oftentimes, they are also required to go through the process here. So with Labor Mobility Act proclamation and the regulation in, that we are putting in place, we are going to get rid of all of that so that, so that someone who is already qualified to work in this country can come to Alberta and work. Uh, we, also, we are also working so hard to attract the talent that we need from all over the world. You know, my colleagues have talked about um, the gap in our healthcare sector the acute strategies with respect to nurses and doctors and other allied healthcare workers. We want them to come here and build success and help us fill those opportunities. Back to you. Thank you, Minister, and thank you, Jack. That's a great question. I'm an economist and I'm all about the numbers. And in fact, when I evaluate or recommend any new programs within the ministry, my question is always, what is the return on investment? So I know a lot has been spoken already about um, the general government, um, I guess, uh, programs and the expenses that we have undertaken. But just in my ministry alone, just some of the programs that I talked about earlier include, uh, first of all, Invest Alberta. We are investing over $17 million into this Crown Corporation because we are seeing value for money this corporation was uh, first incorporated in 2020, and we've seen about $20 billion of investment arising out of its activities. So again, that is significant. Those are hard numbers that we're looking at. And I was also talking about the Investment Growth Fund, which is a unique, tailor-made Alberta program. And in this day and age, when we're talking about uh, you know, competing jurisdictions like the Gulf Coast, the Inflation Reduction Act, in the US has really drawn some international investment to that region of the world, we have to make sure we're competitive. And that's why this particular fund is so important for Alberta because we know that for every $1 million spent through this fund, so that again, that's the investment growth fund, that over $64 million is spent in this province. So those are some very compelling numbers. And finally, I'm just gonna go to the labor shortage issue that we were talking about earlier. We had about 6,800 nomination certificates in this province last year. We're at almost 10,000 now. Again, that is significant because we can draw 10,000 economic immigrants into the province that will fill those positions that are highly desirable right now and that we're looking to fill, particularly in technology and healthcare. Again, those are, those are numbers that are compelling and it's only going to get better on the immigration front so that we can tackle that labor shortage. So that's a bit of a numbers update from my ministry. And uh, Brian Jean here. Jack, uh, I understand your question. It's a lot of money. $44 billion was the budget just over 10 years ago. Today we're 60 plus billion. But you know, the good news is we have record numbers of people moving here. We have 4.6 million people now. We just hit a record. And more people you know, employed than ever before, 2 million full-time employed. Let me give you an example of the Canada Alberta Job Grant, just so you understand what's happening here. So 
that job grant is hoping to invest just about $30 million to support eligible employers to help employees and unemployed Albertans access training opportunities. And how they do it, I think, is what you want to know, how they make the soup. Well, this is a training program where an employer applies on behalf of their present or future employee for eligible training costs. And as of December 2022, the top three sectors for the use of this, this grant are the oil and gas extracted sector at just over 10%, professional scientific and tech services at over 10%, and activities uh, for the oil and gas extraction sector at 6%. Now, so you'll see those are the top three, but there's a lot of other sectors that are involved and eligible employers are required to contribute a minimum of one third of the total training cost for existing employees. So the government contributes two thirds of the cost up to a maximum of $10,000 per trainee per fiscal year. And if hiring and training an unemployed Albertan, up to 100% of the training cost could be covered, but that's a maximum gain of $15,000 per trainee. So it's about getting people trained, getting them the skills they need, and getting them a job, a full-time job that will pay them um, what they want to be paid for that type of job. So that's what that's how it gets down. But we, you know, with the closer you get to government, you more the more you realize that there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of I's that are dotted, a lot of T's that are crossed before any of this money rolls out. And they do a great job. Um, can we do better? Absolutely. But it's a great job with many accountability measures when they give it out. Thank you. Thank you, Jack, for that excellent question. And for anyone just joining us, my name is Sam. I'm here with Ministers Jean, Sonny, Madhu, and Nicolaides. And a reminder to hit star three on your phone now to enter the question queue. Now we're gonna go to our next caller who is uh, Santana from Edmonton. Santana, you are live. So please go ahead with your question. Hi, good evening. Hi, Santana. Please uh, go ahead with the question. Oh, oh, my question was, uh, uh, I was uh, employed um, in Edmonton for for seven months now. I had applied for a work permit, and I get, um, I'm not eligible, and I'm wondering why immigration say I'm not eligible when I had worked seven months seven plus months for my company and I had training done like the chase training we had to learn to operate equipment and since here I had complete a ground disturbance course or level two and I applied for a work permit for about almost 10 months now and they just replied and told me that I'm not eligible so I'm wondering how can immigration address that situation Hi, Santana. This is Minister Sonny. Where are you from? I'm from Ed, I'm from Jamaica originally, but I came here um, in 2021 because my wife was studying here, and I got an open work permit first under her study permit for three months because her study was um, almost finished at the time when I came. And so I'm in Edmonton living for the past. Uh, from 2021 until now. Okay, well, I, I understand this is a, probably a very stressful situation for you, as it is for many people who find themselves in a situation where they're not getting their work permit. Um, I am the Provincial Minister of Immigration, but this particular 
activity lies with the federal government. So unfortunately, I won't be able to help you to get your work permit. You are going to have to go through your federal government uh, caseworker or connections. And if you're having difficulties accessing information or getting anywhere, I would suggest that you contact your member of parliament. So your MP uh, and that individual will actually advocate for you write a letter on your behalf to try to understand why you have been declared ineligible or what issues there are in your application. If you haven't done that already, Santana, I suggest you, you know, you do that right away. And also Santana, we are working with the federal government to increase the amount of people that are able to come in. We're looking at foreign credential recognition and making sure we can fast track the people that are able and eligible to work right away and other opportunities to look around the world where people may be educated to the same level as what we require here for our special jobs and trying to fast track that. So I'm working with Minister Sani's office on making sure that we move forward with that in the future. Thank you. And now we're gonna go back to the line. It looks like we have Emily from Edmonton. Emily, you are live now. So please go ahead with your question. Hi, you guys. Um, uh, this is my question for everyone. How can we help the, everyone in the city to get new job and stuff? I've been also having problems with losses from all around the globe. So I don't know what to do in my life. I'm trying to find a job. So how can I find a job to help my family to make more money? What can we do to help them out? Thank you for your question, Emily. I think I'll pass it over to Minister Jean. Thanks, Emily. And you know, it's, it's tough out there. Sometimes the world is looking for skills that we don't have. And what we need to do is make sure that we have the opportunity to either get additional education or get additional training. And right now the Alberta government is supporting training at work, which means that if you find an employer that wants to see you upgrade your skills, that they'll be able to get on the job training and on the job support by the Alberta government. We also work with the federal government to make sure that there are skills that can be filled. Um, what I would tell you right now is there is a lot of labor mobility, even in Alberta. People are upgrading their skills and moving to more job sets, but there are 100,000 jobs almost here in Alberta right now available. And if there was ever a time to find a good job, a better job, it's right now. And what I would encourage you to do is to try to find as many educational opportunities as you can go and apply to your educational institute, your community opportunities, and find a, a synergy with the Alberta government on how you can work in the career you want, but the Alberta government will support you on that as well as the educational institute will. And if you can't do that, then try to find an employer that will support you in upgrading your skill levels and make sure that you can get more money over time. Go on alberta.ca and uh, do a search on the job categories that you're interested in. Right now, as I mentioned, where there's almost 100,000 job opportunities out there, and we need more people filling more jobs and doing more work and having a better lifestyle for them. And that's what it's all about for us right now. So please search out your opportunities in education or with your employer. No, uh, thank you. Uh, well said, uh, Minister Jane. Emily, I just, uh, this is Casey Maddy here, Minister of Skill, Trade and Professions. I, I simply want to thank you, you know, for not giving up, for wanting to uh, get a better employment that pays well so that you can take care of your family. That's who we are 
And I assure you that your government is going to be there to make sure that the resources and the training programs that you need are going to be there for you. We want people like you, and we want people like you who are prepared you know, to, uh, to work hard, to uplift themselves, to graduate from uh, one level of employment to the next level of employment so that they can make more money and be more successful. You know, that is why in my ministry, uh, we are investing heavily in programs that would help you upskill or reskill your, you know, your skills so that you are better prepared, not just for the job of today, for the job of tomorrow. You know, when I was Minister of Labor and Immigration, uh, we began the Alberta Work Program and an Alberta Job Now Program that the Minister, Minister Jean, ha I mean, has continued. We invested uh, $603 million working with employers and partners to make sure, you know, that training opportunities are going to be there for people like yourself. So I want to thank you for raising this particular question. Know that we are thinking about you and thank you for not giving up. Yeah, Emily, uh, Dimitris Nikolaides, Minister of Advanced Education. Just a quick uh, comment, but I think my colleagues mentioned it. Um, have a look at um, at some of the educational opportunities. I'm a firm believer that uh, that further education can help unlock more more career goals. And um, the reason I just wanted to chime in was because there there are a lot of supports available for from uh, student financial assistance. So. You know there there are there are bursaries, scholarships, uh, loans. There there are a variety of different things that are available to help cover the cost of education. So uh, please reach out to my ministry, uh, and we'd be happy to give you more details about some of the grants and scholarships and things like that that are available. Uh, my email address is ae. That's for advanced education. Ae dot minister at gov.ab.ca. Uh, shoot me a note and uh, we'll help point you in the right direction, Emily. Hi, Emily. This is uh, Minister Sani. Thanks for your excellent question. And again, I'm sure there's lots of people who would like to hear about what resources are available. So what I would say to you is that Google Training and Employment Services with the Government of Alberta when you go on this website, it talks about a number of different uh, training programs and um, workplace training programs and things like that. And there's also a directory that you could access. So there's a lot of, that's the one thing that I can say about uh, the government of Alberta. There's so many programs out there to help people connect to the labor market or to training if required. There is also a link there, um, as I'd mentioned, to the training and employment services directory. And there's also another link there that says connect with the Alberta Supports Contact Center. If you talk to somebody there, they can point you in the right direction. Thanks, Emily. Thank you again, Emily, for that great question. Now we're going to go to our next question here, which is from Sandy from Grand Prairie. And she's asked me to read out this question. It's for Minister Madhu. What is the government doing to support marginalized or underrepresented groups to gain employment in their field of work? Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sandy. Uh, that is a, a great question. You know, we, as I started, uh, uh, as I was said, talking about Emily before, um, this work uh, began with when I was Minister of Labor and Immigration, 
when we invested a record $600 million in the Alberta, job, Alberta Work Program, Alberta Jobs Now Program, and the Canada Alberta Job Grant Program uh, to make sure that those Albertans who are having difficulties with uh, getting employment or training for better uh, employment uh, programs have the resources that they need. We, we also work with employers and partners, uh, most of whom provide assistance to ethnocultural communities, uh, folks who are underrepresented in the workforce, women and indigenous, uh, members of the indigenous communities. Uh, we have partners such as the uh, Women Building Features um, that works with um, women to make sure that they have the skills and the training that, that they need. You know, in Budget 23 as well, as Andy, we included a, a new grant that is called the Ethnocultural Grant Program for the skilled trade. This is a, a novel uh, funding that has never been in place before. This is the first time that in the skilled trade, we will be dedicating a lot of money uh, towards helping ethnocultural folks who want to go in the skilled trade, uh, working with ethnocultural communities across the province to provide the, the, the assistance that they need to work with them. One of the things we, we are doing as well is that the ministry is providing a stable funding uh, to partner organizations to provide programs targeted at youth, women, indigenous Albertans. This will help us increase awareness about the value of a career in the skilled trade, aligned apprenticeship learning opportunities with Alberta's priority sectors, and most importantly, help all Albertans find good paying jobs. As I said before, Budget 23 allocate funding to the ministry to six specialized partners who can focus on providing apprenticeship-related services to indigenous Albertans. At this funding, we'll focus on increasing the number of indigenous newly registered apprentices, increasing the number of seats available for pre-apprenticeship programming for indigenous learners, and creating new partnership between employers and indigenous communities. At the end of the day, Sandy, we want to make sure that anyone who call Alberta home have got the access to the resources and the support they need to achieve their full potential here. Back to you. Thank you, Sandy from Grand Prairie. And what an important question because we are seeing that the face of Alberta is changing rapidly with newcomers um, migrating to our province every day. We're seeing Ukrainian temporary residents, Afghan and Syrian refugees, people from Uganda, and of course, people who have been here for a long time but haven't been able to actualize their potential in the labor force as of yet. So Minister Madhu just talked about a number of initiatives within his portfolio, and we're certainly working together on this. Now, in, in the TIN ministry, I hold the anti-racism file, and we are making some strides, uh, incredible strides, to make sure that we have a level playing field for everybody. So we are creating a society that is inclusive and welcoming of all and everybody's talents, and that is a definitely a work in progress, but we've made significant strides in this area. And one of the items in my mandate letter, which I'm working on as we speak, is to create a Premier's Council on Multiculturalism. 
And this will be composed of a number of community leaders who will bring the, rep, uh, the perspectives of diverse communities across the province to me and through me to the Premier. And one of those um, subject items will most definitely be around getting into the labour market for people who are from marginalised communities. And through that dialogue and through the Anti-Racism Council, we will most definitely put some policies in place to, again, make sure that we have a level playing field for all. So there's so much more that I could say on this, um, but certainly do feel free, Sandy, to connect with my office and I can tell you more about what we're doing. Thank you. You know, um, Sandy, I just wanted to quickly chime in again to provide a very important aspect of the work that we have done as a government collectively. You know, Sandy, in 2019, our first pieces of legislation was the Fair Registration Practices Act. And portion to that particular act, we also established the Fairness for Newcomers Office uh, within the Department of Den Labor and Immigration, and now within my department. And what that does is to say to foreign trained professionals who are in, our, in Alberta, that you are going to have the fastest path with your regulatory body. You know, Sandy, up until then, it used to take between 18 to 24 months for foreign trained professionals to be told what they were required of by their professional regulatory bodies. And we said it's not gonna take six months. And Sandy, just this week, we, last week, we proclaimed the, the Labor Mobility Act. A lot of professionals come from all over the world and, and, and they are working in various provinces in this country. But they want to come to Alberta. And what is holding them back is having to come to Alberta to start all over again. With this particular act, that changes everything. You don't have to go through that particular path again. So long as you can show that you have worked in your chosen field, in any part of this particular country. So we are doing everything we can to knock down barriers for folks from marginalized communities and ethnocultural communities. Thank you so much. Sandy, Brian Jean here. And you know, we, we recognize that in some sectors there is low participation rate and some people can't get the job they want to. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we're so excited to say that first of all, the employment rate in Alberta and the participation rate in Alberta is the highest in the country, but we know we have more work to do and that's why we have continued to invest and we're supporting right now through Alberta at Work, as the minister mentioned, people receiving income supports and underrepresented groups that could include women, persons with disabilities, Indigenous people and newcomers to Canada. So we specifically have them designated in the program to make sure that they get the training and they can participate in the workforce. The Alberta Jobs Now program has made additional investments to encourage employers to hire and train employees into jobs in private and nonprofit sector. And additional funding was actually made available for hiring persons with disabilities uh, and those who have been unemployed for at least 27 consecutive weeks prior to being hired. So, you know, the, the last point I'd like to make is the Aboriginal Training to Employment and First Nations Training to Employment programs also provide funding to community-led projects that support the development of partnerships between First Nations and other Indigenous communities, other industries, and government, just to make sure that we get as much participation from as many people as possible and that Albertans get to fulfill their opportunity and their dreams by being participating in the workforce if they want to 
and uh, getting their dream job. And that's why it's all about supporting Albertans and reinvesting in Albertans. Thank you for those answers, Minister. And I just, Misters, and I just want to remind anyone uh, who's just joining us to please press star three on your phone now to enter the question queue. And it looks like I have a question here from Julianne in Edmonton, who's asked me to read it out for her. And her question was, how will you keep workers from leaving the province to Minister Jean? Well, thank you so much. Uh, well, I think you're keeping people from leaving the province because we have the greatest province in the greatest country in the world. And let's be clear, we have low taxes, we have low red tape, we have a can-do Alberta spirit, we have the renewed Alberta advantage that is now again driving Canada's economic growth. The beautiful Alberta scenery is certainly part of keeping people here. The affordable lifestyle, not just afford to live. Um, enjoying nature without leaving the city. Highly skilled and young workforce, one of the best in the and brightest in the entire country. We have the highest eight average weekly wages in the country, and we have for some period of time. We have some of the un lowest unemployment <clears throat> figures. We have people looking for jobs, looking for opportunities. We have some of the most livable cities in the entire world. Calgary is considered the most livable city in North America year after year. We have full-time workers at a record level, participation rate and employment rate at record levels. Why would you want to live anywhere else when you can enjoy the freedoms and save $20 billion a year on taxes right here in Alberta? There are so many reasons for people to stay here. We can attract them to come here, and that's what a government should do. But what we have here, the people here, the vibrancy and the quality of life, that's what's going to keep them here. And the ability to keep more money in their pocket and spend it on the things they want, whether it's their children or whether it's just living a lifestyle that's different and their opportunity to live their dream the way they want to. That's what you can do in Alberta. There's very few places in the world that offers what we offer right here. So that's how we're going to keep them here. Thank you for that amazing answer, Minister Jean. I'm sure all the listeners can uh, know very well that Alberta is calling with that response. And now we're going to go back to the line here. We have Kyle from Edmonton. Kyle, you are now live, so please go ahead with your question. Hi, Ministers. Um, my name is Kyle, like, like the moderator said. Um, I am a nursing student right now, and just recently in the news, BC has um, announced that they will be setting nurse-to-patient ratios to offset some of the burnout rates. And I was just wondering, is there any way that Alberta is going to incentivize new grad nurses and future nurses to um, stay in Alberta rather than go into other countries and other places, knowing that there's better opportunities elsewhere? Uh, sure, Kyle. Uh, Dimitris Nikolaitis here, Minister of Advanced Education. Uh, thank you so much for your, your important question. Um, yeah, I think we can we can all agree. We we want uh, uh, we want the next generation. We want you and uh, all young Albertans to to stay right here in our incredible province and help contribute to making our province um, uh, an even better place. So there there are um, there are a number of things that the government is doing to help uh, make sure that uh, Alberta continues to to remain attractive on the post secondary side. Uh, I, I talked a little bit earlier about some of the affordability uh, measures that we're providing, uh, and a lot of those are geared towards uh, new, uh, new and recent graduates. So um, I, I talked a little bit earlier about the extension of the uh, student loan deferral period. So right now, uh, student, uh, graduates have six months after graduation uh, to, uh, uh, before they have to be, worry about repaying their student loans. 
And we have extended that to 12 months. And by doing that, we are now one of only two provinces in Canada that give students 12 months after graduation before they have to start worrying about uh, making payments on their student loans. So that's a very unique benefit that exists uh, in, in Alberta. Uh, we've also, as I mentioned, lowered the interest rate on student loans, which is also, also affects current and, and future borrowers. And, and of course, uh, recent graduates that, uh, that may have student loans would, would benefit from that. Uh, but more broadly, and I think some of my other colleagues might wanna chime in here, but uh, uh, more broadly, uh, Alberta continues to be a very attractive jurisdiction. You know, 30,000 people moved from BC to Alberta last year alone. Uh, thousands and thousands of young people are moving from all corners of the country to Alberta in search of better opportunities. Um, I think the, the trend is actually a little bit of the reverse of what, what you've mentioned. You know, a lot of folks are coming here and there are many reasons for that. We have a booming economy. There's lots of growth. There's lots of uh, opportunities in a variety of different sectors. And one of the, the big selling features is life is way more affordable in, in Alberta. Um, you know, home ownership, of course, is, is an important issue and, and so many other pieces. Uh, so that's, um, that's drawing a crowd. And a lot of young uh, Canadians are looking to Alberta if uh, they're, they're really trying to get ahead. Um, I'm not sure if Minister Jean wanted to supplement that a little bit. Yes, and um, thank you, Minister. And you're doing a great job with your portfolio. The, uh, you know, advanced education is a very important uh, for our future. And one of the ways we as a government are seeing things a little differently than past governments, I always heard a lot of people tell me before, you know, if I wanted to be in this industry, I have to leave Alberta. If I want to be in that industry, I have to leave Alberta because we just don't have that industry here. And, you know, some of the investments this government's making is, for instance, the film and television tax credit. We've made a huge investment there. And I'm hearing from people in that industry, whether it be in Vancouver or other jurisdictions, Quebec or Ontario, or even in Georgia, I've heard people directly tell me that Alberta is one of the most competitive jurisdictions in North America now for attracting these big films and television blockbusters. Well, that's a new industry. Now people that used to um, have to work in other jurisdictions can now return home and return to a place where the movie industry is thriving and where we have amazing infrastructure to, to support that. Other ways that we're doing it is looking at other opportunities to diversify our economy, whether it's in hydrogen and we're going forward in that opportunity, whether it is other opportunities for greening our economy and making sure we're a world leader so we take advantage of trends going in particular ways, not so we waste money, that's not what it's about. It's making sure we stay current and stay up to date in the competitive nature of business. Other opportunities are the Northern Alberta Development Council bursaries, if you're from rural Alberta. We'll actually provide bursaries for you to stay in, in rural Alberta and to get an education in rural Alberta and return to rural Alberta once you're done. And uh, those are some of the innovative ways that we find to help Albertans stay in Alberta and make sure that they're part of this incredible opportunity uh, that we have here. And uh, Carl, first and foremost, I do want to congratulate you for graduating as a brand new uh, nurse in our province. Uh, from day one, uh, the Premier and all of us in government uh, made it, uh, making sure that healthcare is going to be there for our Albertans uh, when and where they need them, a priority. So I, for one, and all of us here wants you to practice your nursing career right here in your province. 
And we are doing everything we can to make sure that your province is going to be uh, the most livable place in the face, on the face of the planet. Uh, it is the most affordable place right now in Canada. Uh, we have um, in, in this province, you know, right now, people are choosing to move here. We have the lowest taxes of any uh, province in this country. Um, we are making sure that we build world-class education, um, as Minister Nicolaides have noted. We have world-class uh, social programs. We continue to make, make uh, millions of dollars in social programs, in health. We are building new hospitals. In, in Southwest, where I live, for example, we are building the new South Edmonton Hospital. We are you know, building a standalone Stollery Children Hospital here in Edmonton. We are expanding the, the hospital uh, facility in Strathcona Sherwood, uh, Sherwood Park. Uh, and so, so we, we as a government are doing everything we can to keep our people. I want our young people to remain right here in our province and achieve their full potential. And you have our assurances that that is a priority for the Premier and for all of us in government. Thank you for that, uh, Minister. And we're going to go back to the line here. We have G from Edmonton. G, G you're now live. Please go ahead with your question. Hi, thank you. Uh, I have a question to Sonia uh, regarding AAIP program. And you uh, just mentioned uh, that will increase the number of Alberta nom nominees dramatically, which is really good news. And my question is, um, how do your uh, department manage the program and speed up the program, uh, process? Hi, G. Good to hear from you. And the question that you're asking is uh, is a question that I was asked when I was first sworn into this ministry, there was a concern that the AAIP office was not working as efficiently as people wanted it to. So the first thing I did was uh, undertake some consultation with immigration consultants and other Albertans to get a better understanding of what everybody's experience was. And uh, I made a whole bunch of notes and I'm happy to say that I implemented some changes in the office. First of all, we increase the budget. We have more nomination certificates, so naturally we need more staff to process those, uh, those entries that come in. And I've also indicated that we need a help desk within that budget increase. So that way people can call the helpline and ask any questions about various programs and get answers right away. And the additional staff will mean that the operations will be more efficient and effective as well. I've also, as I'd mentioned in some of my opening comments, have streamlined some of the programs so it'll be easier to get through the, uh, the processing of those applications on, on the staffing side. I had talked about not requiring, I didn't mention this specifically actually, but we are no longer requiring an endorsement letter from communities across the province for the rural renewal stream. That is a significant chunk of red tape that has been reduced. That should help efficiency right there. And there are other programs uh, like the Rural Entrepreneurship Program that I'd mentioned before where we've lowered the investment rate and that should again um, result in more applications coming through. 
So there's been important work that's been done, including uh, staffing up and having more budget for the office itself, and uh, also inculcating a culture of customer service. It was already there, but certainly we've had more conversations because we have a labor shortage and we have people wanting to come to this province and they're really is no time or luxury to be in a system that it's not operating to um, optimal level. So I'm, I'm pleased to say that there has been a little bit of a shift in the office in that respect. Great people who work there, but you know, sometimes it just requires, um, you know, some more vision and some more oversight over what's happening in that space. And finally, I'll just end off by saying that uh, there's still work to be done. I think we've come a long way. I got into this portfolio in October, it's April. If I had another couple of months, I would have done some more red tape reduction initiatives that would have resulted in, um, in more faster processing time. Thanks, G, for the question. Thank you for that, Minister Sani. And now we're gonna go back to the line. We have Lucas from Edmonton. Lucas, you are live, so please go ahead with your question. And Lucas, are you there? Are you ready to go ahead with your question? All right. It looks like we lost you here, but I do have uh, your question written out here. It's towards uh, Minister Madhu. Lucas was asking, what programs and initiatives are being implemented to increase retention in the trades? Uh, thank you so much, Lucas. And I hope that you can uh, hear me. Uh, Lucas, we are uh, investing uh, a lot of um, tax dollars in expanding seats in, in the skilled trade in our post-secondary institutions responsible for skilled trading and apprenticeship uh, program. Uh, we are uh, providing um, assistance to those post-secondary institutions with respect to tuition. Uh, we, are, we, we are increasing the, the student allowances with respect to those who are in the skilled trade in our various post-secondary institutions in Alberta. Um, we are providing assistance to a lot of partners, ethnocultural, uh, you know, communities that are helping with those in the skilled trade. Uh, we are listening to employers. We work with them all the time to understand where the gaps are and where the needs are. And we are making sure that the jobs are going to be there in, in Alberta, which is the whole essence of this town hall tonight. We work closely with, with, with our colleagues, Minister, Minister Jean, Minister Sarney, Minister Nicolaides, and myself to make sure that Alberta has the most competitive economy in our, in our, in our country. But specifically, Budget 23 also allocate an additional $15 million over three years, $5 million per year for the apprenticeship learning grant, which will allow us to increase apprenticeship seats at post-secondary institutions across Alberta. The skilled trade professions budget also provides $10.3 million over three years. We are also in partnership with industry, employers, and post-secondary institutions. We are committed to aligning new learning opportunities with Alberta's priority industry sectors to help industry develop the talent that they need to connect more Albertans to good paying jobs 
and help build partnership between post-secondary institutions, industry, and employers. We want them to stay right here in our province. So, Lucas, I, I hope you are in the skill trading, and I want to thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for that, Minister Madhu. Uh, now we have a question here from Garrett from Fort Saskatchewan who has asked me to read it out for them. It's uh, towards Minister Jean. There are places in Alberta that still have lots of people unemployed. What can you do to help people get the jobs they won't? Well, Garrett, I hope it's not in Fort Saskatchewan because that's, that's the economic heartland of our oil and gas sector right now. Uh, in so many ways, and I, I can't imagine there's many people there unemployed, and I only say that because, you know, our economy has gained momentum, and we're focused on even more job creation right across the province, and we can do that through diversifying our economy by making sure we look at other opportunities like the film and television tax credit, by making sure that we have people uh, being trained right across the province in different sectors that because we do have a diversified economy right now. And you know that's why we've seen employment gains in, the in nine of the last 13 months. Between February of 2022 and 2023, employment actually increased by 76,000 people. And the number of unemployed Albertans decreased by 10,000, over 10,000 people. And almost 11,000 more Albertans had full-time employment in February. So we have to encourage people to go to other areas of the province where there is high unemployment, but naturally, the market takes care of that. And when you have unemployment, you have high unemployment, you have very affordable housing. And right now you can buy a home in Fort McMurray. Uh, you can probably sell your home in Toronto and buy six or seven homes in Fort McMurray. Uh, there's just great opportunities there, uh, great opportunities in, in Calgary and in smaller rural areas right across the province where most of the unemployment is. But what we have to do is make sure our excellent world-class educational institutions have the training and the training dollars necessary and that they're encouraged to bring more Albertans into the workforce to upgrade their skill levels and upgrade their education so they can fill those jobs. And please go on to alberta.ca, search for what you need and help us provide that for you. Perfect, thank you for that uh, response, Minister Jean. And on the line here, we have Diana from Edmonton. Diana, you are live, so please go ahead with your question. Hello. Um, I recently came from Ukraine almost one year ago, and first of all, I would like to say thank you uh, for helping all Ukrainians, for accepting us, for providing all necessary information and help. And except me, a lot of people uh, have just came and are still coming, so I have a question. If you are going to open uh, some specific program for Ukrainians uh, to allow them to stay in Canada to immigrate here. Thank you. Hi, Diane. This is Rajan, Minister Sani. Thanks for that question. And I know that we've had more than 27,000 temporary residents from Ukraine come to Alberta, and that is a, is a phenomenal number, and we're expecting so many more. So some of the things that we've done here in Alberta with the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program we did prioritize Ukrainian temporary residents to apply through the express entry program. And I know that uh, you're, you're aware of all of the recent support that we have announced in terms of providing more monies for more hotel supports from our social service agencies, uh, almost $7 million over the next three years for language and settlement support. So we're, we're very happy and proud that as a province and as a nation, 
that we have been able to do so much for for the evacuees from Ukraine. And I I do know that this question has come up a few times around is there going to be a specific stream for Ukrainian temporary residents? Um, I know that this was discussed at the federal table as well when I was there for the fMRI in Halifax not too long ago. And so there could potentially be something coming from the federal government. But I do also know this. As we talk about immigration policies within the country and within Alberta, we have to be very careful not to create separate, distinct strategies or streams for one nationality only. It's important that we help our Ukrainian brothers and sisters however we can, but when it comes to creating specialized immigration streams for people from just one nation and not from others, uh, it it seems like it could be a potential step back. However, having said that, certainly within our programs, we've prioritized um, those applications in the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program. And uh, we have provided so much more in terms of settlement supports, which I just mentioned. Now, in conclusion, I do want to mention that today, the Ukrainian helpline officially opened. So if uh, anybody's listening right now, this is a helpline that is dedicated for those who want to understand what provincial government supports are available for temporary residents from Ukraine. And the number to call is one 701 1101. Again, 1 888 701 1101. And the helpline um, workers will be able to communicate in uh, Ukraine and Russian. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Minister Stani. And I just wanted to add it to this important question, Diana. And thank you for asking this question. From my ministry's perspective, the skilled trade and professions. I was very pleased to announce in February that Alberta is temporarily expanding the apprenticeship eligibility policy to allow Ukrainian nationals who are in Alberta as temporary residents to study and work as apprentices in 57 apprenticeship education programs. I also announced $12,000 in additional funding to the City of Red Deer Library Board for the Community Adult Learning Program to assist Ukrainian newcomers learn English as a second language. Then uh, Budget 23 also allocate $1.1 million in direct new funding to support English language for newcomers from Ukraine. $600,000 of this money will go to post-secondary partners that are, that are to be determined to provide a pre-arrival online English language program for Ukrainian nationals who are coming to Alberta. The remaining $500,000 will be invested in community agencies that have high demand for Ukrainian language here in our province. The bottom line, Diana, is that we, we want them to stay here, work, raise a family, uh, and, and live a fulfilled life right here in our province. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for that question, Diana, and thank you for the answers, ministers. Now, folks, it looks like that is all the time we have for tonight. There have been so many great questions and conversations tonight. Minister Jean, would you like to share some closing remarks? I sure would, and thank you so much for listening tonight. We've had over 11,000 people tune in tonight, and ministers, great work. 
folks, just remember this. We are Albertans working hard for Alberta and Albertans, and it makes us so proud to be part of a government that stands up for Albertans. We have so much success to talk about. Our unemployment rate is down to 5.7%. Uh, we have job creation numbers that are staggering and are the envy of every other province in the country. We have a full-time worker record, a labor force record, a labor force participation rate that's the highest in the country, an employment rate that's the highest in the country, over 137,000 jobs created in the private sector during this government's over the last three and a half years. Remember this too, with our inflation act, reduction act, we've, we've actually reduced inflation to the lowest in Canada, 3.6%. It's almost half of what it is in other some other jurisdictions. And uh, we still continue to have records of venture capital investment, capital investment, some of the highest per capita in Canada and per capita GDP is the highest in Canada. We have a lot to be proud of and we're proud of it because of you. We can't do this alone and we know that with your support, this UCP government will continue to provide Albertans with the right things at the right time and make sure that we are a caring and smart government with their resources. So thank you so much for joining us tonight and thank you to Minister Nicolaitis, Minister Sani, and Minister Madhu, and thank you to everyone that participated here tonight. Good luck and God bless Alberta. Thank you again, uh, ministers, for organizing this town hall, and thank you to all the people who chose to spend the last 90 minutes listening and asking great questions. Thank you again, everybody, and have a great night.